All right, welcome to another episode of What Does It Take? Uh, today I have with me Jennifer Roman. Jennifer, how are you doing today? Good, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, I'm you know, excited to do another episode here. Um, so I guess let's jump right into it, Jennifer. And why don't you tell me a little bit about who you are and, and where you're from? Are you, are you, uh, have you been from Wheeling your whole life or have you moved around a little bit? Um, yeah, I am from Wheeling. I have been in the same house. I've been in the same place my entire life. So yeah, I've always been a Wheeling Wildcat. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And could you tell us a little bit about your background and, and things you've been interested in and, and kind of, how, you know, how you, your childhood was as far as maybe sports and activities? Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, we're was younger, I was very, we did a lot of hold on a second here, Jennifer. Hold on. activities and sports. Hold on. Um, I think it like kind of took interest. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. My, it's very, very choppy and yeah. I think it's my internet is being weird. Um, can okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Okay. I think my, my video is lagging a little bit. All right. Let's, let's try to Let's just start over. I can get them to cut that part out because it just like went blank for a second. Perfect. All right. So why don't you tell okay. us, why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of your childhood and growing up and what kind of sports or activities you were interested in, why you liked them? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I did a lot of like park district recreational when I was very little, like when I was like a toddler kind of thing. And then for like a long period of time, I didn't really do sports. And then I think it really took off like in middle school for me when I was able to like see like all the sports and kind of be more involved. So I think in middle school, I did volleyball my seventh and eighth grade year. And then I did palms um, my seventh and eighth grade year too. And I think like my STEM for sports really started because I genuinely just like love the sports. I love the team, the community. So I think based on that, it kind of like um, transferred to high school where I was just like, I really love these sports and I really wanna like love how I feel when I play them or when I'm involved with them. So when I got into high school, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try for like the volleyball team or I'm gonna try out for cheer instead of palms because for me, the difference was cheer just like when I saw it, it just looked so cool and I wanted to be a part of it. So then when I had the chance, I'd try out and I um, made it. So that was really cool. So yeah, it definitely started like way later in life. Like when I was definitely more like of a preteen teen, um, then I was like, I've always been doing sports. Sure. Yeah. So is there like an aesthetic piece? You kind of mentioned like an aesthetic piece, like you like the way cheerleading look, you thought it looked a little bit cooler. Yeah. What about something like volleyball, where you said you played volleyball for a while? What drew you into into that? Um, what drew me into it is I've, because I've always been in wheeling. Um, when I was in middle school, I also did some of the wheeling volleyball programs. So then for that, I kind of got to know Coach K and like the volleyball program from like a younger age. So then Coach K has the motto of like attitude and effort. That's just 100 percent ingrained into like the entire um sport so then the aesthetic why of that is that I just loved how fun the practices were and like seeing like these older kids like upperclassmen just like spiking the ball or just having like the time of their life and just being good at it and how like even the coaching staff is just so supportive and that even like if you aren't as good they're just 
encouraging that they're just like, it's okay, we're gonna get you to where you wanna be as long as you give us everything that you can. And for cheer, it's like the same idea. Like, it's just about, I think with any sport, it's just how it is. If you just give it your all, like you have to be content and happy with coaches. I think they just see like the potential within you. So like they're always like trying to motivate you whether you're like having a good day or a bad day. So I think that was really like, I don't want to be a part of that. Sure. So sorry, it was, it was kind of cutting in and out again a little bit there, but I think I picked up yeah. most of it, which was basically you want to be a part of something where you feel supported. You feel like you're part of the team. You feel like everyone's working together. Everyone has the same common goal, um, which is a, a good mindset to have. Uh, why do you think you like were drawn into any kind of athletics, even if it was a little bit later than maybe a lot of kids? Why, what, what drew you in about performing or about uh, competing? So for me, funny enough, I he draw attention to me. Um, compared to like my like, friends who are very outgoing and they just love being the center of attention. Um, but I feel like again with the community, like once you kind of grew in the sports, you grow your confidence. So you just like feel like giving your all. So when you're competing and you're performing, you're just giving it your all and you're just focused on your own task that in a way like everything else just kind of falls into place where like the competition and the performance, it's just kind of like, there but you're more focused on just like doing your best so that i just like even like um when i was competing from like cheer because it's like a competition we just compete for like those first three minutes um it's funny because people are like how do you feel during the performance and i'm like to be honest i just kind of space out because it's all muscle memory at that point that you're just doing your all and i just give it my all i smile and i do what i have to do and then three minutes are up and then i just walk off the mat <laughs> That, well, that's kind of, that's really good because that's what a lot of people say, a lot of really uh, successful people say is it's it's kind of all muscle memory. And if you overthink, you you underperform a lot of times. So yes. if, you, if you're confident in what you're doing, you feel like you've prepared, um, that, that a lot of times is what can help you excel in those moments when you're actually performing. And um, sometimes the best performers or athletes don't perform their best because they're thinking too much. So if you're able to just let that go and, and do what you've always done and those things are good and you have confidence, it can make you even better than, than maybe you even are. Um, so that's, that's awesome to hear. All right, Jennifer. So my next question is what is your like pet peeve that you have about either cheerleading or some other activity that you're involved in with right now? Mm, I think my biggest pet peeve that I've come across in sports in general that I've seen both in volleyball and cheer is the sportsmanship or sometimes the lack of it because I genuinely believe like no matter if you're like the, the best player or the worst player sportsmanship is so important because it not only reflects who you are as an athlete it reflects who you are as a person and like who you are and I think that's just way more valuable so when I see girls like um or teammates like from other schools or like in general like in competitions or matches or 
anything and they just kind of have this appearance to them think they're like better than them or they kind of like kind of look down to other people or they don't shake hands like the simple gestures that kind of really like is my pet peeve because it's like um it's like you know you're good which props to you for what you've done but it's like does it really take a lot out of you to just like shake a hand or like be like give a sign of encouragement to like your teammates or to your opponents even. I feel like that's my biggest pet peeve, a lack of sportsmanship sometimes that I see. Sure. Yeah. Like the, the kind of frustration of not doing your best or not getting the result you want and you kind of almost like take it out on your opponent, you mm -hmm. know, like, like I'm mad that you beat me or whatever that you outperformed yeah. me tonight. Um, yeah. It's definitely something that I think in, all sports and, and something that sports is supposed to teach you is, is how to lose and um, yeah. how to and lose. You definitely learn more from that than winning, which is like hard to hear at the moment. But like when you reflect back on it, you definitely like remember more of when you lost than when you won, I think. Sure. Yeah. I'm, you know, the, the memories that unfortunately kind of, I don't know if haunts the right word, but you think about more, it seems like those losses yeah um, those mistakes that you made where you kind of go back to it and stuff and you know the real you know frustration when you lose is 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 okay being angry that you lose is probably okay but being you know angry with your opponent for for being better than you is is yeah. where the line should be drawn right and um yeah. certainly i think we see that in all sports um and uh i think it's something that that kids can take and and hopefully learn those lessons and, and some kids it's harder than others for right some kids really like oh my gosh in the wrestling mat you know you have kids that just they lose and they have a meltdown and every yeah. like every freaking time you lose you have a meltdown and it's like man you got a long way to go like you got a long long way to go at 16 years old you can't handle losing and not just like with that but I feel like for most people um it kind of just like stops after high school, like you're like in competitiveness and like for the few that are very unfortunate enough to go to like that next level. Um, but even like when I see like those people that are just like kind of like stop after high school, it's like, you're gonna have who you are as a person and like how you interact with others more than how your performance was when you were 16 or 17. Sure. So, so that's what I'm just, that, I feel like that's what also adds to the pet peeve. It's like, come on, dude, you're gonna, so the person that you are is going to be for the rest of your life you playing this sport is going to be what two three more years so it's just frustrating yeah, it seems kind of silly you know but my mind jumps to as as, as being a little bit older and having a little bit more experience mm -hmm. and knowledge it's like my mind jumps to well how are you going to act when you don't get the job you want how are you going to act when uh you know your girlfriend dumps you or when you ask a girl out and she rejects you or, or vice versa, yeah. you know, for girls yeah. as well or whatever, you know, wins and losses are, are, aren't, don't just happen on a court or a mat or, or a yeah. field. They're all over the place. And um, that's what those lessons from sports I think are so important is like, okay, you know, I didn't have my best day or it just didn't go my way. And now I got to move on because there's another day tomorrow and another, another, you know, bunch of battles that I'm going to try to win. I'm going to try and go undefeated tomorrow. And, um, you know, I think the winning and losing part, that's important, you know, and I, I think it's important to want to win, but it's, it's important to like accept losing as well, for sure. Yeah. And like even going with that, um, in general, like it's such an amazing what sports can teach you. And it's like so funny because people are like, you learn a lot from sports, not just like 
how what you're capable of doing physically and mentally because I feel like they go hand in hand um but like also like what you learn from them time time management huge in high school and like in life because how you're able to like battle between practices and having to study and having to you know like focus that balance between school and sports is so important especially for like me that I like I I'm always trying my hardest to be like um, the best at school. So like for me, it was also like very much, okay, I love sports, but I also really want to do really well in school. So it's like also finding that balance of kind of finding, okay, when should I stop playing? And then, okay, let's like start studying now. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Like this, this the way this year has been, I've yes. unknowingly kind of been floating through it, it, even as a teacher, as an adult, you know, it's, it's hard for everyone. And mm-hmm. um you know, you always do your job as the best you can. And um, all of a sudden they're like, Hey, we're going to change these guidelines. We're going to get sports going. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. All of a sudden now I'm ready to go. And like my, I can tell my teaching, my teaching has been brought up a level. My enthusiasm has been brought up a level. Uh, My excitement has been brought up a level. And, and, uh, and it's like, Oh man, I was, I wasn't giving it my all. I thought I was giving it my all and I wasn't. And it was, it it was because of these things that, that weren't in my life. Like, uh, um, you know, they get you excited and, and, and the discipline comes in. Okay. I got the, all this stuff I got to do. I got to make every minute count. Whereas, you know, three weeks ago, a month ago, it was like, I got all day, I got all yeah. day, things, you know, and, um, 70 minute classes and, and a bunch of time in the morning for teachers and, um, you know, nothing to do after school. I've got these two extra hours that I'm not used to having ever. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so it, you know, you kind of, I kind of lulled myself into this, you know, not great habits. Yeah. And and, uh, all of a sudden I realized, wow, wow, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a lot better off with, with with everything. Yep. (laughs) For sure. I agree. Um, So that's a great, great pet peeve, great thought, you know, the lack of, of those things and, and, um, very interesting where that took us. Uh, I want to to move on to next what what kind of coach and since you said you know academics are super important to you what kind of coach or what kind of teacher gets the most out of you Mm, I feel uh, that's a tough one I think with teaching I'm much more the type of person where it's very supportive because it's for me it's just very much like I kind of need you to like be there for me whatever um but then I feel like for coaching it's a mixture because I really like, again, like I said earlier, I feel like coaches definitely see the potential in you and like they're very excited and enthusiasm to like be, to make you like the best athlete that you can. So like my coaching for like cheer is much more, it's, um, I don't know how to like describe it, but it definitely is more disciplined that they like want you to like, just like bring in the more reps because the more jumps you do, the better you're gonna get. And also with cheer, it's much more of like a team sport where like everything has to kind of look uniform. So you kind of like have to like do your best and like everybody's kind of just like at the same kind of like, not like level, but we all kind of have to look the same. I feel like, oh, let's see, sorry. I'm just like rambling, trying to figure out what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, I think, I think with teaching and coaching, it's just about being very supportive. I'm not afraid of like when they're a little tough because again, they know and they can like sense the potential. So when they kind of are just 
okay, I need you to do a little more. Like, come on, give me, give me something more. I'm just like, okay, like I hate it at the moment, but then like looking back at it, it's the only reason that makes you grow, I think. Or like yeah. makes you like be better. For sure. For sure. It's, it's um, different people are different ways. I was kind of the same way as you. I, I wanted someone who was going to say, this is what you did well. This is what you didn't do well. This is how you get better. And yes. proud of your, you know, I was always giving my best effort on, on the wrestling mat. Right. So mm -hmm. I didn't need a coach who's going to get in my face and yell at me and tell me to go harder. <laughs> like, I'm going as hard as I can. Like yep. I can't go hard. Like you just want me to go harder. Like that's not the issue. You yeah. know, that will never be the issue. Um, and, and that, I think I had some issues with some coaches who maybe didn't understand me um, because they didn't know any other way other than to be in your face. Or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, what are you doing? Why are you like, don't you see everything that I do? Like I'm trying yeah. to do it. And um, some people, some people love that. I've got a uh, assistant coach on my coaching staff and he just, he was like, Oh, nothing got me more fired up than having a coach. Yeah. Yelling, tell me to go harder. Tell me to do more. Da, 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 da. And I was like, Oh, it sounds like my nightmare. Yeah. Um, so different kids seem to be different ways, but teaching is, is a really interesting job in the sense that like even more different than, than coaching in the sense that you're kind of trying to get people to learn something against their will. A lot of times yeah. you've got your highly motivated kids like you who yep. want to be good students and want to do well. And typically those kids do well. And then you've got kids who are just there because they kind of have to be there. And it's a great social time for them they're around their friends all day long um they're kind of going through the motions and and yeah. they're you know they're like ah whatever i'll get all this stuff figured out and i'm not super interested in learning about chemistry or or english or whatever and so it's kind of like you're kind of almost trying to trick them <laughs> yeah <laughs> trick them but like find ways to get them engaged and for different people there's different ways to do that you know some people are are i'm gonna you know, I'm just going to be really strict and really hard on them. And, and if they don't do what I say, I'm going to punish. And, and for some people that works really well. And some people are very caring and, and, um, and very open and supportive and, and, and then there's everyone in between and, you know, finding your style as a teacher is kind of like finding your style as a coach. And I think coaches that want to do really, really well, I want to have a really good team. You got to know what your athletes, what, what makes your athletes work. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, then it's an individual thing. So, so as a coach, if, if you're looking individual, like this guy needs this, this guy needs that, this girl needs this, this girl needs that, you need to do the same thing in your classroom, I think. And it's yeah. super hard, super, super hard. Because as, as a coach of a team, you're going three months and you're going whatever, 20 kids. Now you're talking as a teacher all year with 150 kids. Yep. And those kids on the team showed up because they wanted to be there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. kids in class are just like, well, my mom said I had to be here. <laughs> it's mandatory. Exactly. So it, it's a wild, uh, it's a wild profession in a wild world, but I'm sure, um, uh, you know, you're making the most out of it, which is, which is awesome. Um, mm -hmm. I wish I could say the same for myself, but I was kind of like, ah, I'm going to I'll figure this out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. I kind of want to jump into some more question, mental questions here. Perfect. About your mental, uh, kind of mindset. So how do you define success in athletics or activities? I find success relating to growth because I'm someone that kind of, 
again, it's like, I'm not like the best athlete ever, you know? It's like, for me, there's plenty of room for improvement. So for me, success is just like looking at the beginning of the season, how I felt um, mentally and how I was physically as the athlete compared to the end of the season where it's like, okay, was I able to get better? Was I able to, like my mentality change about how I feel about a certain activity, about a certain drill or a certain component or anything? Do I feel more confident? Because I feel like confidence is also huge with your mental um, health in like sports because I feel like a lot of the times in general, I feel like everybody's at one point just kind of feels like inadequate or they kind of have the thing you're like, what am I doing here? Like, I don't really feel good enough or like I'm letting the whole team down, even though you're not, but you kind of get that mentally. So like for me, I define success as like, okay, at the end of the season, what was I able to learn from this? Was I happier? Was I more physically stronger? Was I able to do like, for example, in cheer, I found like my huge improvement to be in jumps like towards the beginning of this, it's like a very like little thing, but it makes all the difference where um, in the beginning of the season, I was kind of like the girl in the back. I didn't really want to do jumps a lot, but towards the end of the season or like during practices over the summer, my jumps got a lot of better because I put the time into it and I put the effort into it. So like now, like I think I consider jumps to be one of my favorite part of the thing. So like I find that a huge success because I was able to kind of like shift the mentality where like, okay, it's like my one of my weaker things. Let's work on it. Now it's one of like my better qualities in cheer. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what every coach, teacher, person wants for for their you know uh, for their students is to is to turn a a, a weakness into a strength. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big big jump. And and I've heard a lot of kids kind of say you know growth is is something they're yeah. always looking for. What do you think is uh, what would you define as success in life? I. I genuinely think of success. Well, for me, I'm someone that I'm very hard on themselves or I just kind of want, like I'm very hard on myself. So I feel like for me, it's like success would be defined. Am I content with where I am in life or did I do everything that I wanted to do? Am I happy to the point where I can enjoy my life, not stressing over the tiny little things all the time or like trying to be better in like every aspect. So I feel like definitely happiness would be most associated with how I feel that I've given back and how I feel that I've just been like, yeah, happy. I feel like happiness is the most how do you like acquire constant happiness? How do you think you acquire that? I think that would just be in the little things. It's just kind of balancing, um, doing things that you have to do, like going to work or going to school, you know, and then taking the time to just, even if it's like five minutes or 10 minutes, to just like do something that you like, because it kind of makes it worth it where, okay, I'm going to study for this amount of time, take a break. And then I'm going to do something that I like. I'm going to eat like a, my favorite food or I'm going to like treat myself to dessert or watch like um, 20 minutes of like my favorite show or something. And then I feel like it's acquiring, but just doing the little things over time, it adds up. And then when you're able to kind of balance it out, you're able to incorporate more and just, I kind of have like that mentality, kind of like shift the mindset that you're kind of like looking for things that make you happy rather than letting the good things come to you. Yeah, wow. That is an incredible answer. Um, Cause a lot of times when we get on this, I've gotten on this a couple times on the, on, on here and 
sometimes kids will say something like, well, happiness would be like if I had a lot of money, right? If I get rich, right? There's a destination to happiness. And, you know, I listen to some podcasts, I listen to different people and, and people talk about this happiness thing all the time. And I've just kind of always, for my, me personally, grinded away at the things. This is what I want to do. And I just kind of put my nose down and I don't pay attention to much else. Yeah. And then I start hearing people say things like, well, happiness is really what, what you just said. You have to do a bunch of stuff you don't want to do all the time. You're never not going to have that. And if you don't have that, if you're just sitting around and you can do whatever you want, a lot of people end up getting really depressed because they're bored and they don't have anything to do. Um, and, and taking that and, and exercising every day, uh, doing something you care about every day, and then finding like you said, five, 10 minutes to do the things you really enjoy doing, not t six hours of yeah. <laughs> things you really love doing because it's, it's, it's counterproductive almost at some point um, if it's not helping you in any way. So that and was, like, oh, sorry. go ahead, go ahead. No, I just wanted to say how you know, like impressed I was with your answer. It was oh, yeah. really good. And even going with that, it's when you take I like doing like the things that I enjoy, like in kind of like in smaller quantities. That way when I'm doing it, I treasure it and I like it more because I also feel like if I'm doing something that I like for like, let's say six hours, then I kind of lose interest in it. And I'm like, oh, this is it. Or even like people when they say like money or like having this certain job or title, like that's what I consider success. It's mm -hmm. that's great and all. Like, that's a great goal to have. But at the same time, when you think about it, it's like, okay, but once you reach that, how do you feel like are you yes you're happy that you achieved a very much like big life goal but money can only buy you so much it can buy you materialistic things and it can buy you but at one point yeah it's just money and yes it yeah. makes you financially like stable and secure and you're able to provide more for yourself and like people that you love and you're able to buy things that you dream of yes but I feel like at this, it comes also like a point in time. It's like, okay, I can have a lot of money, but then I'm just going to be lonely with a lot of money. So sure. like <laughs> you're, you're, that reminds me of this other story. Again, I'm going back. I'm talking a lot about myself today, but <laughs> I had this goal of being an all American in wrestling in college. And, and, um, you know, you're training every day, you're doing all these things. And this is the goal. This is, you know, and in my mind, it was kind of like, I was always on the I was kind of like an outside guy. I was like, maybe I can break into that spot. Maybe like it would just take everything I have. Right. And so my senior year, I, I did it. I mean, I was an all American and for like a day or an evening, it was like this awesome thing. Like I did it. I did it. I remember we're in a van, you know, I was in Iowa and we're driving back to, I, I went to Elmhurst college mm -hmm. and we're driving home and I'm like, I don't feel any different. I'm just the same person that I was yesterday. You know, I just, had a good tournament, won a couple, beat a couple good guys. That's all that happened. I, there's no, I'm not different. Nothing has changed. It was almost like depressing. Like I did all this for this thing that I thought was going to fulfill me and it didn't fulfill me. Yeah. It was just a cool thing. I can say, I can say that now I can tell people that, um, but it doesn't, it's not a destination. It wasn't, yeah. it was cool for, for a moment. And then the moment's gone and you have to go to the next thing you're going to do. And, mm -hmm. um, it was a big lesson for me, um, for sure. And I think you, you've kind of already, see, you're already seeing that to, to just chip away and keep working all the time and improving yourself is the best way to be happy and, and not worrying about the material things that you have or don't have, for yep. sure. But it definitely is easier said than done. <laughs> <laughs>
Jennifer, you're wise beyond your years. You are really, you're really killing it right now. That's yeah. It is definitely easier said than done. I think we all get pulled into the uh, looking at other people and being jealous or just wishing yep. if I just had a little bit of money or a little more money and didn't have to worry about this and for sure easier said than done. Awesome. Uh, so before you're about to step out on, on the court or before you're about to um, take a big test or, or step out on the mat to cheer, what, what's going through your head? There's 10 minutes before a competition. Oh, oh yes. Um, for competition, it's so nerve wracking because you're, so you warm up and then for like 10, 15 minutes before you're actually on the mat, they slowly move you closer and closer to the gym. So it's just terrifying because your nerves are just like at an all time high and you're hearing like, you can just hear like the applause of like the claps and the applause and like the screaming and the support, whatever, like right next, like on the other side of that wall. And it's just genuinely terrifying because that just makes it worse, I think. Um, but it's great because with cheer or any kind of, in volleyball too, it's a group thing. It's like a, it's a sports that involves many people. It's a teammate, you know? So we always kind of have like these things where we're just like, my friends and I, we're just like whispering to each other, like, we'll do great. We're gonna, it's about all about that support because if you build that up and you, again, you build that confidence, you're excited and you're like changing that nervousness to excitement. So then when you, by the time you get on the floor, you're like, yes, I'm gonna do great. Or you know what, I'm gonna give it my all. I muscle memory. It's just, I know how to do this. I'm just gonna do it, have fun. And again, just it's three minutes, give it my all, and then we're good to go. Yeah. So I think that's definitely how I see a approach it. For sure, for sure. It's always interesting to hear kind of how kids um, approach those things. You kind of alluded to it before that that you are are very confident that you're you know what you're doing and you have the muscle memory, which which helps. It was something that was always just to struggle for a lot of kids, and yes. I still see it now. And there's some kids who just. I don't know what's going through their head, but it's a lot of negative thoughts sometimes before yes. they compete and it, it's really debilitating. And as a, again, as a coach, as a teacher, trying to figure out that puzzle is, is one of the tougher things to do um, and yeah. help people with that. And even then people are always saying, just block it out. Just don't think about it. But again, your thoughts and like your, who you are, like yourself is like your biggest, your, your, your biggest critique that you can't block yourself out of your own head. So it's like all those deep thoughts that you're just like, oh, I've definitely been in those situations before a big test or a big game. Definitely. Because again, I can per se, I'm gonna try my best, but then in my head deep down, I'm like, you're going to fall. You're going to trip. Yeah. You're, you're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of goes back to something I was talking about before, where it's like, everyone needs something different. Right. So yeah. it, if this, hey, you're having this problem, this is what works for me, right? That's a great where, place to start. But if that doesn't work for that other person, now you have to try something different. You can't just yeah. keep keep on saying saying that, hoping that whatever that thing is will work for them when it doesn't. You know, they have to, their part of it is they have to figure it out themselves and you're there to help them. Um, but definitely it, it's one of the harder things as, as, a, as like a mentor or a teacher or a coach. Um, go ahead. Oh yeah. I was gonna say like, even like when I'm like taking a test different than like competing or mm -hmm. like before I'm on something like physically, because when I, like when I test, I kind of like study and I know what I'm doing. And then I just kind of like, you know, it's okay. I'm going to do fine. But then when it comes to like competing, I also, I kind of like almost kind of distract myself before I'm going to like compete or anything. 
just because again like those thoughts are so crucial to how you're going to be about it so then I kind of just distract myself and kind of not think about it that way it kind of just when I am performing I kind of just like space out in a way then I can just like do it (laughs) nice that's great so what do you think are some of your strengths in athletics and in life what are some of the things that that you think separate you um I think one of my biggest strengths would be having empathy I'm someone that likes to see a situation from like kind of like stepping into another person's shoes to see how they're going through it whether it's like being a better person or like if someone's like a better athlete than I am or like someone at the same level as I am. Um, I think that's one of my biggest strengths. It's definitely helped me a lot to problem solve or kind of figure out, okay, I'm not doing this right. How can I look at it from like a different perspective or um, I don't know, just like see it differently or see it from my coach's perspective, how they see me or um, I don't, I feel, yeah, I feel like just like trying different ways to solve and just grow, I guess I would, that's how I would say it. Um, but we're more with the empathy, just kind of tying into that like sportsmanship. Cause again, that's just who you are. Being a good person doesn't require a lot. Kindness is free in a way. So it doesn't take a lot of out of you to so just be nice and be supportive. I think I'm definitely a very supportive teammate. Sometimes if I don't really like, I'm not the best athlete, I can kind of like balance it out with just being a great teammate. So <laughs> being very supportive to my teammates. Awesome. And so what are some of the things that you think you could work on or improve on as, as a, um, as a teammate or, or as a, uh, athlete? Um, kind of going back to what we said, just like the thoughts, the inner thoughts and just kind of like putting yourself down. I can definitely work on that because again, people see the potential all around you. It's just, if you can believe in yourself, that's what makes the difference, but it's always the hardest part for me. Definitely. It's just very mental and kind of like being, and kind of like that outer confidence, bring it inward. That way I can truly believe in myself to be the best that I can be, or like truly believe in that idea that, oh yes, I'm actually pretty good at this. You're like, yeah, I can do that. So I feel it's definitely the more mental aspect that I can definitely work on. For sure. And that's with, that's with a ton of people is, is that mental side can be very difficult. Yes. So what are some adversities that you've dealt with in your life that you've had to overcome? Mm, I think some, I think it definitely is just because I got very late into the whole world of athletics. That has definitely been a big obstacle to kind of like see, like you see these kids that have been like cheering their entire life. You've seen kids that are playing playing volleyball since they were like very young. And it's kind of like just like seeing that where you definitely feel inadequate or you're just like, I love the sport, but like physically, I'm just, I'm not there yet. Like I don't, I'm not at the same level as these kids who are just doing so good and they're just like, just great. So I think that's one of the biggest adversities I faced. Um, Also, I think just like more of the suicidal things of just um, being a a girl, you just see that all the time and anything. Like, I feel like I play in very, like, I play volleyball, it's an all girl sport or like cheer is very much of a woman thing. So like not even that, but I feel like outside of that, like in um, just school or in activities that I've done or like in 
um, yeah, like in different like programs that I've been involved where I just see more guys than girls. Like that's just a whole, you know, that's just, it's, it is what it is at this point where, yeah, just being a girl, you're sometimes in certain situations, you've definitely feel that adversity. Do you feel like you're painted into some sort of box or something that you're supposed to behave or act a certain way? And it's, it's frustrating that you kind of feel like it's almost like a social thing. Like I have to do this because otherwise people will. And I don't think it's even like how I'm supposed to act. Cause I think we've definitely progressed that people can kind of just, it's kind of become like a trend to like be yourself or kind of it's, it, I've seen it in the past couple of years. A good trend. Yeah. Great trend. <laughs> um, but I definitely see that picture where, because of social media, it's you're supposed to look a certain way. Okay. That's the biggest one that it's just like, and it's interesting to see because in social media and these pictures, they're definitely, in some cases, they're like uh, face tuned or like they're contorted differently. So they look differently. And you know that, you know that mentally, but in your head, you're still like, oh, well, I want to look like her or like, she's really pretty. Like, I feel like it's definitely like in the box of, how you portrayed yourself rather than just like your personality because yeah, okay. all you see is a picture okay so so I, I think I hear what you're saying just kind of being being a girl and having those kind of extra right boys can be slobs kind of and nobody really cares because they're you know what they're doing something yeah. funny or they're doing something interesting and and nobody's fit looking at their how they physically are um, yeah. And as a girl, you're, you're constantly dealing with that. And what's interesting about that is those pictures that girls look at where like, oh, she's so pretty. That girl is looking at some other girl and going, yeah. oh, gosh, I wish I was as pretty as, as so-and-so. And so it's like this horrible, yep. horrible cycle uh, that we have going on. It, it's kind of bizarre. And, and even going with that, what I've seen recently and a lot of like social media posts that I've seen, that's very true is um, there was this, uh, I don't know, I forgot the exact quote of it or how to phrase it, but it's like women can't do anything without, like women, I forgot how it goes, but women can't have an interest in anything without being like judged about it. And it was very true because there was like the segment to it where it was like, if a woman video games, oh, she's like too much of a tomboy. If a, if a girl cares too much about her appearance, she's very superficial. If a woman reads, she's like trying to, I don't know, all these different sure. things. Like they're always being constantly, we're always constantly being judged, which yeah. is tiring sometimes. Yeah, difficult. It makes it difficult to be yourself, difficult mm -hmm. to follow the trend. Yep. Um, yeah, that's it's very interesting. You know, there's a very big push, a very big uptick. And this is just my, I don't really know, you know, I don't, I don't know for lack of a better term, but like have to deal with that struggle very much because yeah. I'm just not involved with it. Um, but, you know, I hear, you know, my wife and stuff talks about things like that. And so I, I know, you know, I kind of get it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think it, you have to be in there to really understand it. But you know, there's this big push for girls wrestling right now and, and girls, and it's one of the fastest growing sports in the country. It's, it's really, the numbers are really bumping. And um, I've been trying to get as many girls out for the team as possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm not getting like a response from very many and I just feel <laughs> like, okay, I'm emailing 450 girls and saying, yeah. Hey, you know, we'd love this. you know, if you want to do this, and I'm sure 400 of them don't have, are like just deleting immediately like rapidly <laughs> delete which is fine but you know there's probably a good number of them that might be interested and they're probably 
worried more about like what would people think if I actually tried this rather than not you know like boys you can kind of you know it's okay for them to do it you know you can kind of yeah. talk if they're interested you can kind of talk them into it even yeah. if they're on the fence a little bit because of something like that but girls it's I feel like it's a different battle it's a way different battle where um you know they're they they might just stay on that fence because they're too nervous about what other people might think and I don't even think it's like what other maybe it might be what other people think it's a huge component too but even like from I can't even imagine myself like being one girl and then going into like the wrestling practice and you just see a bunch of these guys like weightlifting and everything like I feel feel that very intimidating or just like kind of like not seeing like oh okay here I am hi like you know um the, I'm the only girl on the team you know I'm just gonna try yeah. my best <laughs> just we, we actually have that right now we only have what we had one girl like the last two years and she stayed yeah. up for the team and it's like it's fine you know it's good it's great yeah. But, but it's, it's kind of hard, even as the coach to like at the award ceremony, you know, I'm like, Oh, you know, she's a great teammate, you know, we don't even look at her differently. And I'm kind of like, I'm, instead of treating her like everyone else, I'm treating her differently. And like, my whole goal of talking about her was to not treat her differently. Yeah. And not to screw that up. <laughs> um, and I just pointed out, pointed it out. So it's, it's definitely, it, it, it's a tricky subject for sure. Uh, yep. For sure. That's, that's interesting. I've never had anyone bring something like that up uh, as far as adversity. So um, very cool talking point. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add about adversity or adversities? Um, I, again, another very common one is that I'm obviously not white. I'm Hispanic. I'm Mexican. So that's just the whole thing where even now, because of the whole political and like the country itself is very like polarized it's like very when you see these posts of people that are like people of color being treated differently it's just it's very frustrating and it's very like it's a like, come on it's like you really can't see beyond that like at the end of the day we're, we're like we're all humans like seriously you're gonna into like that's those frustration points but I've been very fortunate enough where I really haven't had any big incidents that I've like can think of at the top of my head where I've been treated differently because I am a girl of color. So like I've been very fortunate as of like, at this point in my life where I really haven't had to face that, but I can just like see my, myself growing up and it's something that I'll have to face eventually. And it's something sure. that's kind of just, it's gonna happen at one point in my life just because of who I am. Yeah, I've talked with a lot of people, a lot of people a lot older than me that were around in like the, the 60s and the, you know, when, when there was the civil rights movement and stuff. And, and a lot of those older people have told me this time period right now reminds them a lot of then. Like it was very, I don't know, fragile maybe is, yeah. is the word where people are getting very upset very quickly. Lots of things are happening. There's protests, there's violence, there's riots, there's, you know, all this. And, and they kind of were saying this is kind of part of the the change that comes when when these things start happening this is like part of moving forward yeah. um so i'm just hoping they're right about that yeah me too <laughs> again another thing that's that's difficult for me you know i try to do my best but it's difficult for me to to understand all of that and, and dealing with all that and, and the the difficulties of it for sure yeah and even like at wheeling it's what's great about it is that you do see it's very diverse 
which is great because you're again able to focus more about being yourself and kind of like thinking beyond okay oh I'm white or like I'm you know Hispanic whatever so we can't be friends you're like I don't know it's just something very silly like that not even like that but we're able to just kind of like be friends or just it's just more accepted we're able to kind of like more tolerate like one another and like we find it cool that it's like oh I have like a bunch of friends like we're all like like they speak Korean or like they speak Italian like it's just really cool and yeah. so it's like, kind of like I don't know kind of being upset about that I don't really I don't, I'm not wording it correctly but it's okay but- no I think I get what you're saying because <laughs> you know I'm from the area and stuff and and um growing up and see you know like working at wheeling you kind of see that there isn't always all these barriers in a place that isn't as for you know like whitewashed or 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 there's one group of people that kind of is most of the student is most of the student body and then there's a couple of of other people you know people of different of 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 color in there, right? Yeah. And so you have these, and everyone realizes people are people, and and yeah. kids are friends with everybody, and there's not these groups that are distinguished as much by by race. Mm-hmm. Certainly, that yeah. it, it still occurs a little bit, and it's yeah. you know, um, just part of life. But yep, uh, d- definitely Wheeling is a place where I see like like a great a great uh you know development of human of, of like that human social interaction yeah it's like hard to word yeah exactly i'm fine having <laughs> that social interaction that you want the world to look like wheeling's almost like a microcosm of what you would want right yes. there's not um people being split up it's like everyone's together in the same place and everyone knows that people are people and and you're friends with your friends and you're not friends with people that you're not friends with and, yeah. and life moves on right yeah so um moving on from from that question which really and jennifer i don't know if we can just do an hour i might have to have you back on for sure um, because we're giving some killer answers here um let's move in we've we've got a few minutes left let's move into some i call them the bigger picture questions um and we kind of hit the first one already so what is your vision for yourself after high school Mm. I definitely see myself going to college. Um, that's just because I want to experience, my goal would just be, my goal would be an out of state college, just because I consider myself to be very independent how I am. So I would love to kind of just kind of like be thrown in the deep end and kind of just being very independent and having to navigate everything in college by myself and having to do a lot more um human like world application of just how I would be if I was an adult and by myself um as of now my career path would be very much into medicine so I would love to go to medical school after college but again one step at a time let's get into college first and then we could get into medical school and see how that goes um yeah I think that's just how I see myself hopefully a doctor of some kind um, that's how I see myself after college. I mean, after high school and just like, continuing to study and just educate myself and everything that I can. Awesome. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a strong plan. You know, um, one thing, you know, going through college, uh, you know, real quick, people figure out what they do and don't want to do, you know, yeah. um, and I went in and I knew I wanted to go into special ed and then I stuck with it. And, and it was hard though, at times it was harder mm-hmm. than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, 
but my, you know, my best friend, he wanted to be an architect, right? And he started, he did about a semester or two of that. And that was it for that. He had to move on to something else, you know, because he was like, I don't want to be an architect. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, my sister's fiance, he's a lawyer and he graduated from SMU a couple years ago. And he said, because he knows that I want to be like going beyond something more than just university or college. So he was like, my biggest advice to you is, only do it if you really love it because it's hard it's really hard to do anything like any like major like anything that you like it's it takes a lot of like education like like phd or like even like a harder major i don't know or anything really um he just said do it if you love it don't do it for the money don't do it because something is expected out of you to like or the title of it or just do it because you love it because it's going to be hard it's going to push you to a mental break where you're just like I don't, I don't think I'm cut out for this. I don't think I, it's just too hard right now. So that's like his biggest advice to me. And like, that's, what's really stuck with me that if I, when I get it, kind of get into like the taste of it, if I really sure. love it, then I'm just like, I'm going to do it. And you're a highly motivated student. And this is just my observation and assumption yeah. necessarily a fact, but there's a lot of kids who are highly motivated who do really well in high school and they go in there and they do the same thing in college and they, yeah. do really really well mm -hmm. and they don't really sometimes they lose focus on like what the end goal is right so yeah. like they're like I'm just gonna do I'm just gonna get straight A's I'm gonna do this yep. I'm gonna do that I'm gonna go to medical school yep. and then they do all that and they get done and they're like I hate well, this yep. I hate this I can't believe I'm doing you know and they're yeah. uh, you know and, and you hear about things like that sometimes and not all the time yeah um, but sometimes so you know just make sure you don't turn your blinders on to, to what it is you're doing. And, you know, more than, is it hard because it's going to be hard. Right. But it's mm -hmm. more, do I enjoy this? Is it because it's too hard or is it because I, I don't enjoy it? And, it yeah. and those things can be hard to, 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 to figure out which one's which sometimes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, definitely if it's hard, keep going. But if it's like, I just don't like this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> kind of figure out something else. So, yeah. Definitely cool. Cool. You have high goals, high aspirations. Uh, what kind of doctor do you want to be? Do you have any idea or you just know medicine um, where you want to go? I really want to do something incorporating um, pediatrics. I'm not really sure yet, but I like the idea of working with younger, like neonatal, like babies or just um, toddlers or just like little kids. I prefer that over dealing with adults, but <laughs> that's yeah, the first. <laughs> that's, that's kind of I became what I a teacher. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Little kids are the best. They're, they're a lot yeah. of fun. I have, um, my son is seven months old and my daughter is just over Aww. two. So she's, um, they're, they're just a blast. And, and, uh, so we see, yeah, we see the pediatrician yeah. all the time and, and you can tell those people, yeah. you know, pediatricians like zero to 18, but you can kind of tell when they're like, Oh, this is why I'm here. Like, this is why yeah. I'm a pediatrician is to work with two-year-olds comparative to 15 year olds or something. They're, yeah. they're very excited to see the babies. You know, they try not to show up, but I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, what advice would you, would you have for someone who might be, uh, let's say a, uh, an eighth grade girl who's, who's going to be going to Wheeling High School next year, who's maybe interested in a lot of the same things you are, what, what advice would you have for her? My biggest thing is 
it's funny because you hear it all the time, but you don't believe it until it's over. But they say that high school goes by so fast. It goes by so fast. That's just something that now that I'm going to be a senior next year, I definitely see. So my biggest advice would just be try to enjoy as much because of it. Just socialize, like hang out with your friends. Again, find that balance, but just try to enjoy being like, enjoy your high school experience because I did the mistake of like stressing out way too much that like I always had a very much focus on my curriculum, like my academics. So I really didn't get to enjoy. I was very, I can like think back on my like freshman and sophomore years and just be very stressed, which is a good and bad thing, mostly a bad thing. Um, but my biggest thing would just be try to enjoy as much because of it, because as you, whenever you're gonna blink an eye and then you're gonna be a senior. So that's my biggest advice would be, and just like relax, you got it. Everything will just kind of like set into place eventually. <laughs> so. For sure, yeah. Easier said than done too, when you're kind of a- Very much so. <laughs> athlete and you want to be a good student and stuff it's hard yeah. to, to go too hard yes so good advice like you said earlier uh easy to say easier said than done very very easy to say <laughs> so what what do you think success would be to or is to your teachers and your coaches mm, i think success would be for them would just be that you still love the sport as as much as when you did when you started it definitely that's a big one and also just kind of going back to that growth thing that if you kind of like lived up to their potential and they, they saw that you gave it your all and you tried your hardest I feel like that's success in any book that where like they saw you from something that like you had a lot of potential but you weren't quite there yet and then a couple years later a couple seasons go by and then you're just like wow they're like a solid athlete or like a solid person too like I feel like that's I would how I would define success for like from a coaching perspective or a teaching perspective too <laughs> sure. so what do you think your your parents would define as success for you mm, I think from them, definitely be if I enjoyed it, how I felt about the sport, but also just, I feel like from parents, just because they're like, they're not like a coaching staff or like they're not there with you like every time that you practice or every time that you like do something. I feel like from a parent's perspective, it kind of is a little more superficial than like from a coaching staff because like they haven't seen you at your worst and your best like at every single practice. So I think, from a parent's perspective, it kind of would be just if I was like a better, like like a like a good athlete compared to others. Sure. You know, I, I think that's like the easiest way to kind of describe it. <laughs> what do you think your parents is would be success to your parents for you in like your life? Let's say fifteen years from now, your you know early thirties. Mm -hmm. What do you think that? they what do you think they would want for you what do you think their answer might be like this is this is where you would love for jennifer to be yeah um definitely um just because like i am first generation that they would love for me to have a college degree or have a much higher education that they were um that they didn't have and kind of have those opportunities that they weren't able to have definitely college education maybe something more beyond i feel like they would just see me to be financially stable 
in my life and kind of just um, just to be happy, whether I'm like, I have a stronger bond with my family that I, than I already have, or be in a relationship or I, like a friendship with like my friends and have like a solid group of friends, just like to be happy, both happy and stable, both I think socially, financially, and just sure. all around. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was thinking about it this morning and, uh, you know, you know, we had issues growing up, you know, it wasn't always easy and, and yeah. things were, you know, every family has, has some, has their struggles, has their struggles for sure. Yeah. Right. And I was thinking, I'm like, man, I became a teacher and a wrestling coach. And all I ever wanted to do is once I learned about wrestling, once I started, that's all I want to do. All yeah. I want to do. I couldn't think of anything else to do. And now I'm a teacher and a wrestling coach. So I, yeah. I, love, I always like little kids, always like helping people, teaching people. Um, so it's like, okay, I'm doing exactly what you, I, you know, would be good for me. My brother built our first computer when he was in fifth grade. He was just always, he used to ask for computer parts for Christmas. Yeah. He's a computer programmer and he does, he works for <laughs> he's doing great. And my sister has like a math, uh, an MBA and, and she's married, has a couple kids and she's able to, you know, she's raising them and, and doing yeah. that. And if she wants, she could work, but she doesn't right now. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, I'm like, man, they did, you know, if I were them, I'd be like pretty proud. Like none of them are doing something where they're like, this is, uh, you know, I'm just terrible. Have, miserable. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm just getting through it. And I have friends that I talk to and they're just, oh, I hate my job. I hate this. I can't, you know, and it's like, yeah. oh man, you know, so it was one I was thinking about this morning where it's like, if you're just kind of, like you said, like that word happy, which mm-hmm. I, I kind of like sense is like a danger word, but the way you've explained <laughs> it, I'm okay talking about it in front of you. Yeah. You, you understand it, mm-hmm. but like that you're, you're in a comfortable place where you have security and, and support and, and you're healthy and, um, financially emotionally socially all those things are good and and I think that's what parents most parents are gonna want for their kids for sure I definitely yes I 100% agree with that all right Jennifer we're about out of time this was a lot of fun you 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 did a great job great answers um I enjoyed talking to you I have to have you're only a junior right yes I'm a junior all right maybe next year we can do this again (laughs) all right how it goes (laughs) yeah part two all right Jennifer, have a great rest of your day. Thank you. And hopefully I'll see you around wheeling uh, sometime soon. Yeah, hopefully when we go back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. Take care. Thank you.